Are the planets in our solar system influencing what is happening in our world? You may be surprised to learn the impact of how Pluto is moving in our solar system on today's episode of Ask the Resource Queen. And now, here's your resource queen, Alex Litwack. Welcome. I'm back out on my porch, sweating just a wee bit. It's one of those days. Hopefully, we won't have any motorcycles or any leaf blowers. And with me is a friend and a wonderful astrologer named Phyllis Selena, and she has a deep well of knowledge about astrology that she is going to share with us today. Hello, Phyllis. Hello, hello, hello. Astrology is something that you have practiced and and really studied for a very long time. I'll tell you a little bit about my uh, story of how I came to study astrology. I was uh, in a born-again Christian church, uh, a pre- what I call a praise church, which is was my true ticket to heaven, I thought. And uh, the pastor there was amazing. He was just this most amazing, non-judgmental person. And I went to him. I had a lot of respect for him. And I went to him and I said, you know, I keep thinking I want to study astrology. And I said, but you know what? You're my spiritual advisor. I trust you implicitly to know the will of God. So what do you think? And he said, Phyllis, you're one of the most faithful people I've ever met. He said, if you are being called to astrology, it's not for me or even you to question why. Go see if it feeds into your spiritual life. See what it's about. And I'm like... I I feel like now in knowing so much history about what some people hear that uh, I feel blessed that he was my mentor at the time. And non-judgmental. I mean, totally. I've never known anybody like him. That's a very good beginning to have. Okay. To something that you were called to. I, I really believe I was. So the reason I continue in astrology and why I think it's a in order to understand how it works a little bit. The first thing I think you have to know about astrology is that it is a language, just like German or Italian or French. It's a language. However, it's a language for energy. So how do you take words and cram them into energy to make energy even make sense? Because, you know, we're all just 
buckets of energy. So when I'd heard that, it made sense to me. And I'd grown up my whole life thinking I was going to be an interpreter. And uh, it occurred to me at one point, I'm an interpreter. I'm talking about energy. It is never, that's why it's not a science. It's never set in cement. And with science, it's got to be something that's repeatable, 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 and then they know, okay. This is describing energy, so you're trying to tell someone your, your own private universe, you have a sun, you have a moon, you have a Mercury, you have a Venus, and each of those planets represents an energy in your life. Most people know their sun represents their core personality, sort of that ta-da, part of themselves. The moon is your emotional response to the world. So there are 12 signs, and your moon could be in any one of them, so your emotional response to the world might be very different than what your sun sign is. So when you're looking at a whole universe as an astrologer, is what I do is I'm looking at your sun, your moon, your Mercury, your Venus, your Mars, your those are your personal planets that make up that, plus your rising sign or ascendant. Those two words are interchangeable, or your midheaven. So those are key things about, I want to say, your core. You can look at somebody's birth date and birth time, and you know where the planets are, what their sun signs are. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah. so all of that. All of that is on a circle. If you think of it like a globe, we look at it on a flat piece of paper, but it's really a, a globe. It's your sun, your moon. It's just like our Earth has the sun over to the left sometimes and over to the right, and the moon's over here sometimes. And so it's all in different places on that globe. So when I look at a chart, I'm looking where all those uh, places are. Where's your sun? Is it in the 12th house? Is it in the first house? Because then there's also houses when we're looking at this universe. And those are the... Uh, environments of different things like your body or your values or your career. Those are all houses. Those are the houses. And there are how many houses? There are 12 houses. There are 12 signs. And, and we use 12 planets. I mean, there's also asteroids and there's all sorts of things you can add in there that you can do a lot of. But basically, there's that. Plus what are called your north nodes, which are a good indication of what your soul came, what your soul was thinking when it said, okay, I'll go down there. Sign me up, God. It's overwhelming to me because it's a lot of information to take in. And you are an interpreter. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at somebody's chart, you have to talk about all these different elements. Right that impact that person. And you have to realize I'm, I'm not only trying to talk to them about what the planets are doing in which the planets in which sign, but also the houses and also what we call aspects, which are like, uh, like I have uh, an aspect in my chart that my son, uh, 
is across the street, so to speak, from my moon. So it's called an opposition. So my sun and moon are opposed. That has an energetic meaning of being confused frequently about which way am I supposed to go. Now I have a lot of other things, too, that inhibit how that goes. But see, you have to know that. It's like, okay, you've got that one. But then if there's another one doing a different dance, you're, I'm constantly trying to explain how the energies work because only you get to decide what you do with the energies. When you do a reading for somebody, mm -hmm. and let's say they have that opposition, okay, is that opposition with you for your whole life or it's just that year? Okay, so... Uh, you said earlier something about when you're born, you yes. know, you get the chart. Okay. So when you're born, they take it. There's like a picture taken of the sky. And that's your birth chart. And uh, it's the position of all those planets at that moment. So that's your natal chart. That's what you're born with. Those energies, yes, are always there. However... Your chart is a moving universe, just like we on Earth are in a moving universe. So there are things where your, sun, your, your chart progresses. So it's part of the whole thing in astrology is about cycles. It's like you have these cycles. You have a 30-year cycle. Generally, about the time you're 30 years old, you have a real... Uh, I started to say, come to Jesus moment. I don't know if that's an appropriate thing to say, but it's like you have an awakening of sorts because you suddenly recognize, hmm, I've been living my life the way I've been trained and taught my whole life and sort of to please my parents or to displease my parents. Uh, and... And there's like a reckoning. You kind of decide, who am I? How do I want my life to be? What, what are my values? If someone said, what are your values? What would you say? You know, and so you, you really have this thing going on. But your son progresses and you go through these cycles because you also, since that 30-year-old thing, you're going to have the same thing happen. It's a 30-year cycle. And then your son will progress into a different sign. Here's the part that confuses me a little bit, mm -hmm. is that the planets are in their position in the sky, but mm -hmm. they do move. Mm -hmm. And how is it that we know how they're going to move? Or do we? Or well, we know how they're going to move. I mean, there's one thing you know for sure. It's like they're going to keep moving. The planets out there in the sky are going to keep moving. Um, the thing is, as the planets in the sky are moving around, they are what we call transiting our charts. Transits are when the planets out in the sky impact our chart. Now, they might impact one person's chart, you know, well, they obviously do. Everybody's chart's different. And, and you know, there's a lot of talk right now about transiting Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. And that's, that's not so news. good, right? Well, it's 
doesn't happen very often, like every two or three hundred years. Wow. So uh, when this last happened, the American Revolution and the Declaration of Independence were created, which is hopeful, but unless you think about the revolution before that and how deadly it was and how horrifying it was. And so I don't want to say, oh, we're in horrifying times, but it'd be really hard to watch the news and not think we're in horrifying times. But it doesn't mean we're in hopeless times. It, ha it doesn't have anything to do with that. The transits, these are outer planets, so they move very, very slowly. And the big news this summer has been they all retrograded at the same time. What does that mean? Well, it means that if you're looking through a telescope at them from Earth, they're still moving forward, but because of our rotation, it looks like they're moving back. That's what a retrograde is. It looks like it's moving back. And this has not happened with these three planets for a couple hundred years, right. more than a couple hundred years. Right, right. Well, lucky, lucky us. Lucky us. <laughs> well, from my point of view, we choose when we're born, and I think those of us who are sticking around to see it were chose to be here, whether it to be of service, to be whatever. I don't. That's not for me to say. So the planets are retrograde, and what retrograde means is uh, looking back. You're still moving forward. Your universe is still moving, but it's a looking back time. So what I'm saying to people now about who are getting readings is where does this fall in your chart? Is it on top of certain planets? Is it... Uh, not aspecting certain planets at all, which would be tough. Uh, and it, you have to recognize it's happening globally. In other words, these three planets in retrograde, we are having a global experience. We are uh, people, people who are, oh, I want to say, um, self-aware or self looking at themselves or want to be better people or whatever are having to look back at patterns that have run them that they weren't even aware of. For example, all of the people, and it's been massive white people saying, holy crap, I am racist. I didn't know, and I'm going to do everything I can to eradicate it. And it's a sweet thing. But the thing about Pluto, when you go through big Pluto transits in your chart, or Pluto's really dominant, Pluto is the destroyer. Pluto is the planet that comes in and says, you can make it easy on yourself and surrender to this energy, or you can fight it all the way. It doesn't matter. Uh, but you will be transformed. There will be death within your world, whether it's physical death or the death of a relationship or the death of some energetic thing in your own psyche. You, but, but it's also the symbol of the rising of the phoenix. So once you experience this cleansing, once you experience this destruction, 
And to me, it's our wake-up call. It's what it's Black Lives Matter. It's women on the tickets. It's women. It's it's a, a justification almost, I'd say. And when did this start? This pattern of these three planets? Okay. Well, the pattern of these three planets. They've been inching up to each other for a while. The other thing that's really interesting is Pluto itself, the planet Pluto, for about 25 years I've been lecturing on the effects of Pluto going through a sign and what happens to that generation. And uh, I've always said when Pluto goes through Capricorn, it's all about the destruction of our institutions the destructions of the forms we have made and institutions that we have created to give our government, our religious organizations, our educational system, uh, all of these institutions are being dismantled as well they should because they were created for a population about an eighth of what we have. And we have to see it. We all decided we wanted to watch it happen because we're all here. And we're only halfway through Pluto. We're at 15 degrees. There's 30 in each. So we're 15 degrees in to Pluto and Capricorn, and we've just got 15 degrees more of Capricorn to go through. So, and Capricorn's cycle, I think, is 28. So it's been about 14 years, and then it'll be 14 more. But again, we have to remember all the children born in this period of time, all the children who have it in their natal chart are going to be well-versed in what it takes to have a world at the population that we have it. When I hear you say things like the foundational institutions and, you know, religions and, mm -hmm. and government is, mm -hmm. is just going to, you know, sort of blo is blowing up right now and it's going to get worse. Part of me is like, yes, because, because this country, while it was built on good principles, high ideals. high ideals, it was still built for one population, and that was the population of white men. Mm -hmm. And our world is not that population anymore. Our, our, mm -hmm. our nation isn't, and neither is the world. So things do have to change. I think that most people find that uh, pretty terrifying. Well, it's disturbing. You'd be nuts if you weren't disturbed. <laughs> I mean, if you're not disturbed, my dad used to say, if you're not disturbed, you're not paying attention. Yeah. Uh, it is disturbing. But what we have to remember is if, if we want to be the higher ideals of the current relationship and the current experience, we have to find the capacity to be empathetic, to realize if people don't agree with us, bless them. It's not going to happen overnight. You can stay calm. You can vision, which is the most powerful tool we have. Envision goodness. Envision holiness. Envision beauty. Envision this, these next generations are going to be so much smarter than us in terms of compassion and empathy and inclusivity and 
a new reality is being born. So it's like, yes, it's disturbing and, and it just rocks us on our foundations. We're just, you know, and where it hits you in your chart has a big impact on how you're dealing with it. We talked about the natal chart. Mm -hmm. And you also do for people what's called their solar return. Right. So that's right around your birthday. Right. Because what it is, is when the sun comes back to the same degree that it was in, which is the sign and the degree, that uh, when you were born, then there's another picture of the sky taken. And this is like a little blueprint of what the energies of this year are coming, this coming year are for you. For example, if you're a writer and you want to publish your book, and yet your solar return is filled with things that have more to do with looking inward and, and being quiet and taking some time, it might be good to know. Sure, you could force it. You get total choice. I have a friend who used to work for Disney, and I had him write, I had a little brochure, and I had him write a little blurb. And he said, talking to Phyllis is like getting a weather report. <laughs> if she says it's raining, you get to decide whether you're taking an umbrella or not. And I thought, well, that's good. It is like a weather report. <laughs> well, I think people think that when you have your chart done or you get a tarot card reading or you go to a psychic or whatever, that you then lose your ability to make choices because it's designated in some way. No, and, well, see, that's, and that's not what you're saying. No, because what you have to realize, you're talking about energy. You're always talking about energy. You can shift an energy in your house of health, let's say. And you've got a couple of things there that could impact it. Then you give them the weather report and you say, this would be a good time to maybe have an exam or get a blood test or make some effort to see how you're doing. Or if you've been thinking about changing your diet, you're going to have good energy for doing it, you know, because you've got this energy in that house. Now I'm going to think of you not just as an interpreter, but as a meteorologist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a weather report. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I want to talk about the issue of retrograde one more time because Mercury, the planet, mm -hmm. goes into retrograde several times. Three times a year. A year. Okay. And mm -hmm. every time it happens, a number of people around me go, oh, my God, all my technology isn't working. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah. Why? why? And this is a theory. During a retrograde Mercury, what you're told is don't make any big decisions. Don't sign any contracts. Don't start something anew. Don't, you know, it's sort of like don't push out. Look inward, clean out the closet, do something that's been taking up rent in your head. Uh, go back. It's only for a week and a half, two weeks, and just be with the energy. And that just means that Mercury is moving, appearing to move backwards. backwards. Even though life and energy is, is still moving still forward. moving forward. This is a lot to soak up, Phyllis. And also, uh, retrogrades are really good if you want to keep a used car alive. 
get the work done on the car during a retrograde. And it's really good because there's something about fixing old things, fixing them up, fixing things, which may be why computers break down is because we neglect doing some of the things that it's asked for along the way. I think we also have very high expectations of technology. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, we have gotten so used to it working and that when it doesn't work, it's beyond frustrating because right. we're dependent on it. Right. It's so true. It, yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just a crazy thing. So Mercury is going into retrograde, I believe, in October uh, for right. a couple of weeks. And so I'm going to try to approach it differently. Yeah. I'm going to approach it more as a time to fix things. Yeah, just go around, clean the house, do a deep clean. Do just take care of of loose ends. Now, it's true, since we've been in a pandemic, we don't have a lot of loose ends. But you know, I was talking to a friend last night, and we both confessed we are not inspired to clean our houses. <laughs> I've never gone this long without cleaning my house, and I'm like, uh, it'll be fine. I just think that you are correct that this situation that we are in around the world, pick, pick any issue you want, it is global. It's not just happening here in the United States. It's happening all over the world. Mm -hmm. There's a great deal of chaos and uncertainty. And it does help, I think, to get that meteorological report mm -hmm. to, to have something to springboard from. Well, yeah, and to realize you're just participating in a cycle. And that's why I always like to go back to, if you're participating in this cycle because you're alive and breathing, use your imagination to outpicture what do you want this world to look like. Try to not spend your time saying, I don't want this, I don't want that, I don't want this, I don't want that, and I sure don't want that over there. And... Uh, start truly imagining the beauty that we have an opportunity to be a part of creating that in includes everybody. It would be a lovely way for all of us to reframe and to shift if, if we focused on the positive mm -hmm. as opposed to the negative. About how we want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, for people who aren't really into sort of energy mm -hmm. and don't really sort of go with your soul, made the choice to, mm -hmm. you know, when it was going to come mm -hmm. into the universe. Those are difficult concepts. However, we are all connected. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is a, it, it's a difficult concept. And, and then once you start thinking about it, it makes the most sense of just about any concept. We're energy bodies. I know. Every so often when I talk to people about that, I think, are we in the matrix? <laughs> you know? I think that if, if you want to explore something that is outside of your normal routine, your normal box, whatever yeah. it is, astrology is fun. It is. And also, we all have these computers. We all have all these ways to say, what would an ideal world look like? What would it look like for older people? What would it look like for everybody? Yeah. And uh, let's meet there. That's where I want to live. That's where I definitely want to live. Phyllis, if someone is interested in contacting you, 
you do not have a website and you I don't do. like to email, so they <laughs> got to call you on the phone. All right, what's so your my what? phone number is 317-258-6635. Well, I hope you get lots of phone calls after this airs, and I deeply appreciate you being on the show. I learned something new today, and I always love to learn something mm. new. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Blessings, everybody. A healthy mind and body is what we all crave. At CBD Jubilee, we know how each product can help you to get to a healthier, calmer place. We know our products well, and we know how they work in your body. This isn't about just selling you whatever is on the shelf. This is about you being less stressed, reducing systemic inflammation, and helping your body heal. Our store is located at 6418 Carrollton Avenue, or you may check out our website, cbdjubilee.com. Thanks for tuning in. Please join us next week for a new edition of Ask the Resource Queen. Yeah.